Hi, this is Amber and welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. I'm a Reiki master and a shamanic practitioner. My work is focused on core wound healing, life purpose work, intuitive readings and coaching. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. So welcome to today's podcast and um, thank you for all your messages of support and all your donations and all your suggestions for podcast topics. Please keep them coming in. They're all really gratefully received. The website address is sacredspacehealing.org. The email address is amber at sacredspacehealing.org. There's also social media pages that you can check out there's an instagram page uh and a facebook page as well a youtube channel and you can also find these podcasts on spotify as well um if you want to support the work the donations tab is there on the website you can also leave a review on the itunes page um or you can refer a podcast to a friend or you can do a little uh, link share on social media Um, Just spread the love, basically. Um, It's all gratefully received, and what we give out, we get back. Today's podcast is asking the question, are you attached to your story? I think one of the the biggest obstacles in our healing journey, in our journey to to enlightenment, gnosis, power, um, is our attachment to our stories right? The stuff that's happened to us that we don't want to let go of. We don't want to let go of that relationship that didn't work out or that business partner that let us down or that um, friend that hurt us. Like we just don't want to let go of that story and we define ourselves by that story. So, you know, maybe you've had one messy breakup and now you're defining yourself by that breakup or you've had uh, a friend who betrayed you and now you're defining yourself by it and so forth. I think one of the the deepest reasons why we don't want to let go is often to do because it's often to do with trauma. So it's because, you know, say you've had a a terrible experience with a business partner and they betrayed you in some way. The one of the reasons why people don't let go is because that betrayal is triggering other betrayals and memories of other betrayals in their life that are unresolved. And so we focus and fixate all on this one relationship because really there's other stuff that we're not looking at. Um, and the same, you know, say you had a, a really difficult relationship, you split up with your partner and it was heartbreaking and you find it really hard to get over this relationship. Well, it it's probably because it reminds you of other relationships where your heart was broken or things went wrong and those that were never resolved. So one of the ways that we can let go of our story is to ask ourselves, you know, why do I not want to let go of this story? What does it give me to hold on to it? And then to track back maybe other instances in your life where those stories have happened before or in similar ways and to start the healing process in that way. Sometimes we hold on to our stories because they make us feel good about ourselves, because we get sympathy. You know, maybe we have a recurring story that every time we dish it out, people go, oh, I'm so sorry, that's a terrible thing that happened to you. And that gives us something, it gives us attention, it gives us love, it gives us sympathy. Maybe it makes people, be, we think, be kinder or nicer to us. Sometimes we hold on to our story because um, it justifies why our life isn't going in the direction that we would wish it to. So, you know, 
maybe we feel that we're not as successful in our jobs or our finances or you know whatever it is that your goals are in life and the story that you dig out is well you know my parents divorced or we moved around a lot or um my best friend died when I was 12 or whatever it is you know and we dig out that story as a justification for everything that's happening in our life um up until this point now sometimes that's not to negate the fact that when deeply traumatic things happen to us that yeah they have an impact you know your best friend dying at 12 is going to have an impact on you and the way you view the world and the choices that you make um your parents divorcing is going to have an impact on you of course it is but if we keep holding on to that story at some point it becomes a massive obstacle in our lives to our lives ever getting better Sometimes we hold on to our story because we don't actually want to get better. Like we don't actually want to be in our power, maybe because we're scared of what that would mean, maybe because it's unfamiliar, maybe because we don't want the responsibility that comes with being in our power. Um, we don't want to heal. We want to stay sick. We want to stay stuck because there's there's a sort of perverse enjoyment of that, of kind of staying stuck and being in pain and, and gnashing our teeth and saying, oh, I'm in a horrible, awful state. We're kind of addicted to it. Sometimes we don't want to change our story because we're addicted to healing. We're addicted to the process of seeing a new healer and having that attention and getting that care and having that high of having the healing. We're addicted to going to support groups or therapists or whatever it is. And it's perfectly understandable why we can get addicted to that. You know, if we keep going to healers because we want a healer to fix us, it's because we're getting attention, we're getting love, we're getting focus we're getting care and of course we're going to get you know attached to that and maybe very deeply so if we've not experienced that before in our lives or if we're not very good at giving that to ourselves or maybe we're just attached to the drama of it you know oh I'm having to see another healer oh I'm going for another retreat oh I'm, I'm doing another 10 day ayahuasca retreat or whatever it is that we're doing because there's something in our lives that we need to still get over and this really isn't to negate the really big stuff because predominantly in my practice I work with a lot of people who have experienced really deep trauma. So they've not just had one thing happen to them, their parents divorced or a partner left them or something like that, which is can be very traumatic, but they've had a series of really deep traumatic things happen to them or just very serious abuse happen to them. And that takes years to heal, like that's a lifetime's journey to heal. I remember my Reiki master saying to me when I attuned to master level that master level is really about you healing your core wound and the rest of your journey for the rest of your life becomes about you addressing whatever that core wound is. And so I think for some people that most of their life is a journey to heal traumatic experiences and to a lot of those people it isn't enough to say you've got to let go of your story because in many ways their story has defined them and the only way to kind of find healing is to own that story, is to move through it, is to celebrate it, is to put it out there, is to share it, like whatever that is. So holding on to our story doesn't mean that, you know, in order to heal, we have to throw it away as if it never happened. We've got to find a way in which it becomes our medicine, but not something where it's just like a chain around our necks. I think some stories are easier and quicker to move through than others. You know, if your story is that uh, your boyfriend cheated on you or your girlfriend cheated on you. That's an easier story to let go of than you were gang raped 
or you were sexually abused by your father, or you were uh, molested by a family member, or you had an incestuous relationship with a family member. Like that, those are. It's easier to let go of my partner cheated on me than it is to let go of some of the really deep, dark stuff. And that's not to compare trauma, but it is to say that some things are just easier to let go of because the levels of trauma aren't so deep. The levels of trauma don't go through so many levels, so many layers of the psyche. I think one of the deepest ways in which stories can impact on us is if they've had a physical impact on us. Um, Because the physical mixed with the spiritual and the emotional and the mental create just a multi-dimensional experience of trauma which we don't which we don't have if it was a just like one of those areas so that's why things like abuse and violence tend to have the deepest levels of trauma because they're physical mixed with emotional mixed with spiritual mixed with mental whereas if it's a mental trauma um your partner cheated on you so there's the mental and emotional trauma of that But if they didn't beat you up and if they didn't abuse you physically, you don't have the physical imprint of it. And we know that the body holds memory. So the body will hold memories of violence. So you've not only got the body that is contracting and holding on to a story consciously, unconsciously, or most of the time unconsciously, because that's what the body does. It kind of constricts and it it molds itself to the experience. You've then got your emotional body, which is holding on to the experience, and your mental body, which is thinking all of those thoughts, and then your spiritual body, which is kind of, you know, being blown open with, 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 with trying to make sense of what's happened to you spiritually. Whereas if it's something that's happened to you emotionally and mentally, it's not impacted the physical body. And often healing can come through the physical, doing something, having a physical practice, um, tending to the body. But when the body has been part of the story, then there's it's hard to find a way in because the body's the vehicle by which the trauma and the story occurred. And that's why it is easier to heal some stories than it is to heal others. So I do think that it's worth doing an inventory of one stories. And to ask yourself, what are you holding on to? And why are you holding on to it? And what do you possibly have to gain by holding on to it? And to be really honest with yourself, you know, maybe you're holding on to that breakup because uh, it makes you feel angry or you feel justified in your anger or you're holding on to that friendship that didn't work because it makes you feel betrayed and then it makes you feel um, justified in some certain behaviours that you're playing out or whatever it is. This is where having like a coach or a mentor or a healer can really help you because I think when we're in the story, we can't see it. (laughs) So how can we let go of it? Whereas to be able to have someone from the outside look in and go, do you see the story that you've created? It's then easier for us to see how we have experienced that story and then recreated it. And one of the things is that we have the story. We have the thing that happened to us and then it's in the past. That's why it's a story. It's historical. And then we have our memory of it. And then we have all of the associations that we have put onto our memory of it, that that happened because of this. And a lot of those associations that we make are not true. Like, say, someone gets mugged and it's late at night and they've just taken £100 out of the bank and they're walking down an unlit alleyway. So you've got the experience. Then you've got your memory of the experience, which will be very sensory in many ways. And then you've got the kind of thought processes that go on to that. 
Why did I take money out of my bank account? If only I hadn't done that, that was a really stupid thing to do. Why did I go down that anyway? I knew I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have left the party so late. I should have rung for a cab. Um, I knew there was someone following me. Why didn't I didn't why didn't I turn around and confront them? Why didn't I scream? Why didn't and then you've got all of those things that create another story. Oh, I'm I'm stupid, or I take silly risks, or I can't be trusted with large amounts of money in my hand or um, I should never travel home late at night or whatever it is, whatever the story, whatever the belief that is created around that story. And the belief isn't true. The belief is your mind trying to make sense of something senseless. The belief is the mind just desperately trying to go, well, how do I make sense of this thing that has no reasoning behind it? And there is no sense to acts of violence. There's no sense to acts of abuse. We can't rationalise them. We can't go, oh, well, I got mugged because it was late at night and I had just taken money out of the bank and I walked down a dark alleyway because hundreds of people do that and that doesn't happen to them. But we try and make sense of it. Oh, this happened because of this. And life just doesn't work that way. I think one of the things that trips us up in letting go of stories is that we're trying to find order in a chaotic universe because we want to believe that there is order in the universe, that things happen for a reason. I remember when I was very young and I was at school and I loved theology and philosophy and they were kind of like my majors they were the things that I really excelled in and our, our philosophy uh, syllabus was about the existence of God and proving or disproving the existence of God and I grew up in a family of uh, religion you know I grew up in a family that believed in God and I guess I did until I got old enough to question it um, and by the time I was at school and I was writing essays and doing my syllabus um, for GCSE and A-level, so this really dates me, um, I, I started to be exposed to different philosophers who had different arguments for the existence of God. And one of the arguments was that there is, there is order in the universe. Everything is ordered, everything makes sense, everything is like the inside of a watch, you know, like everything is connected to everything and that couldn't have happened by accident. We must have had a grand designer, a grand watchmaker who created the universe and that is God. And then we had other arguments that just said everything is chaos, that we exist in levels of chaos and that everything is just coincidence. And because we as human beings are trying to make sense of things, we are imposing our ideas of order onto chaos. But if we just accept that we live in a universe of chaos, in a world of chaos, the best that we can do is to manage navigating that chaos. Um, and of course, arguments would be given that if there is a grand designer, then why do we have floods and why do we have poverty and why do we have starvation and why do terrible things happen to people why would a grand designer want to do that and these were the two premises on you know for the for or against around the existence of god so i think um it's always fascinated us as humans is there order in the universe or is there chaos in the universe and i think when an experience happens to us we want to make it ordered we want to find a justification for it because otherwise we have to surrender to the fact that good things happen to bad people, that there is no order in the universe, that it's all chaos, that um, nature can be cruel and man can be cruel and that there's no way of knowing what tomorrow is going to bring. And we don't like that as human beings. We don't like to be in the unknown. We're uncomfortable in that. So that's why sometimes letting go of certain stories can be so difficult because we're constantly trying to find a reason for it and often there isn't a reason. There is no way that we can know 
why another person behaves in a certain way. We can find reasons for it in our own mind. We can say, well, you know, that mugger mugged that person because they had an addiction or they were short of money or they were opportunistic or they were angry or they had a difficult childhood. Like we can we can do all of that reasoning in our minds and maybe we might find out half of the story if we ever met them. Um, and sometimes rehabilitation is like that. It's about that in the penal system. But most of the time we won't know. We won't know why that person chose to hurt another person. And because we don't know, what what humans tend to do is one of two things. Either they externalise it and go, well, the world is a horrible place and people like that can never be trusted. So say the mugger looked a certain way. People who look that way can never be trusted. Dark alleyways can never be trusted. You know, late at night is not safe. Like that becomes a belief. Um, or it becomes internalised. It was my fault. I did this wrong. I always get this wrong. I messed up. I should have known better. And all of that anger gets internalized. All of that shame and guilt gets internalized. So it's one or the other. Sometimes it's both. And sometimes we we kind of jump between the two. And this keeps us tied into our story because our story has now created beliefs on which we view the world. So if we were to let go of our story, we now have to change our beliefs. And that's terrifying. We might have to open up to the fact that um, dark alleyways are safe, <laughs> And that makes no sense of our experience. We might have to open up to the fact that having £100 in our wallet is safe. And that makes no sense of our experience. Um, and of course, it's it's even trickier when you have more traumatic experiences like uh, death or, um, you know, incurable diseases or uh, violence or sexual assault or rape. You know, often in with people with children... Who, are, who then grow up to be adults who've been abused sexually or, or uh, physically through violence, all of that confusion gets internalised. So the abuse happened because I was wearing a short skirt or um, I smiled at that person or um, I came home late that evening. You know, women who've been raped will often have the same beliefs around why it happened. I shouldn't have been drinking that night. I shouldn't have gone home with him. Um... Uh, I should have listened to my gut, I should have gone home with my friend, I shouldn't have gone to that party. It's all of these things that actually make no rational sense, that actually they're trying to make sense of a senseless situation, and that you could have the same set of circumstances with another person and they wouldn't have had the same result happen. It just happened because it happened. And I think that's the hardest thing for us to wrap our heads and our hearts and our kind of spiritual souls around. I think spiritual healers will come at it from lots of different angles and they will say, you know, shit happens to you because it's karma, it's a past life, you've got contracts, you've got vows, you've got agreements, um, it's psychic attack, it's curses, it's black magic, mm. it's hexes, it's all of these things. And yeah, maybe that's true also, you know, in shamanism and in um, lots of healing modalities, this is how you would explain away this, these sort of senseless acts. But the question is, does that help you let go of your story? You know, if you were mugged, does it help you let go of your story if you say, well, that's karma because I was a mugger in another life or um, that's karma because I've not given enough money to charity? You know, if you're raped, does it help you to say, well, that's karma because I must have done something terrible in a past life or this is something, this is a learning for me because I've never had great boundaries or whatever it is. Does it help you let go of your story or not? Because ultimately... 
you have to choose the thing that is going to help you let go of your story with completion. With completion. Um, and I think spiritualists, healers, often give us um, rabbit holes that don't really help us let go of our story. You know, saying to someone it's karma that this has happened to you is is kind of, it means you can never let go of your story because you're going to keep trying to clear that karma and get to the root cause of why it happened. And maybe you'll do a meditation or someone will see you for healing and go, yes, I'm taking you back to a past life where you were a mugger or I'm taking you back to a past life where you were a rapist and you go, oh, that's why it happened to me. But is that really going to help you let go of the thing that happened to you? And only you can answer that question. Ultimately, letting go of our story is about really how much we want what's on the other side of that story. How much do we want freedom? How much do we want that relationship? How much do we want abundance, that career, that alignment, that whatever? And we've got to want it more than the thrill, than the justification, when the, than the, the kind of habitual response that we have by holding on to our story. And it's not easy, as I say, to let go of stories that are imprinted in the body. But it is a choice and it is something that we can, we can do, that we can consciously do. And I think one of the first steps in letting go of one story is to work out what it is and why you're holding on to it. And then to seek out a professional who can help you. Because if it is multi-layered, if it is like physical, emotional, spiritual, mental, then you're going to need a professional who can help you navigate those bodies and release on all those different levels. And even if it is, you know, physical or uh, or if it's purely kind of uh, emotional or mental, you know, and it's just one of those areas, you still need a professional who can assist you because there's going to be things that you just can't see in the story. I don't think holding on to our story serves us. Um, and it, it means that we fall into victim mentality and it means that we keep perpetuating the same stories in our life because we've be we've built up belief systems around that story. And until we let go of that story, until we put it to rest, we can't change those belief systems. We can put it to rest by saying, this is what I learned from it. You know, what's the positive? And some stories are so terrible that it's very, it's very tricky to find what the positive is in them. And I think this is where a lot of spirituality kind of falls on its face because ultimately we let go of a story through self-love, self-compassion and forgiveness of self. And there isn't always a reason behind that you know maybe we can justify the story of the mugging by saying oh I've learned to be more vigilant or I've um I've learned to trust my gut more maybe the woman who got raped lets go of her story by saying well I've learned to have uh, I've learned to trust my gut more or I've learned to have stronger boundaries or I'm ch championing women now so it's 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 put me on the path to my life purpose but what about the four-year-old the three-year-old the two-year-old that was abused or lost their parents, or, you know, went through a war. Like, what? what's the justification behind that? Karma? Well, it it's, it's a tough one to get your head and heart around, to say that, oh, well, I'm having to, I went through that experience because I was bad in a past life. I mean, if that works for you, then great, but for a lot of people, it doesn't work. And that's why I think sometimes there is no reason. And we have to surrender to the fact that good things happen to bad people, and bad things happen to good people. And that sometimes there is no order in the universe. That our desire to create order on something that is kind of self-evolving and self-creating is the thing that gets us locked into beliefs that don't serve us. 
because our desire to see order in a disordered universe means that we create beliefs that limit us and that actually in order for us to grow we have to have beliefs that keep evolving whether it's believing that the world was once flat or that the world is round or whether it's believing that um, different solar systems exist or whether it's believing that it's possible to fly or whether it's believing that it's possible to time travel or whatever it is you know 20 30 40 50 years ago however many years ago you know decades centuries ago people didn't believe it would be possible to have a phone conversation or people didn't believe it would be possible to fly in an airplane but yet here we are and look at where we are because we changed our beliefs because someone said, I'm not going to be limited by what everyone else tells me to believe. I'm going to change the story. So it's possible for us to create any story that we wish to create. And we empower it through our beliefs that it's true, that it's possible. And the only thing that limits us is our belief that it's not possible. And the only thing that limits us from releasing our story is the belief that we can't release it, that it's too horrible, it's too painful, it's too shameful, that we somehow need to punish ourselves or punish the other person. A lot of the work that I do, the core wound work especially, is focused on this, is focused on using healing, meditation and ritual to release stories, slowly, gently, but powerfully, through the different layers of uh, our bodies, our physical and mental, spiritual, emotional. Um, it's work that I've devoted my life to doing and I've found many different practices that assist in that process. It is possible and I have seen people change their life stories radically through doing the work. Um, and I know it's possible because I use the work on myself. So um, everything that I share, I have walked myself. Wherever you are on your journey in terms of what your story is, what you might be holding on to, the question is, does it serve you? And if it doesn't serve you, are you ready to let go? And if you are ready to let go, what are you prepared to do in order to let it go? The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. Wherever you are on your journey, I wish you much joy peace, love, and abundance. Until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.